Welcome to EQ Mind's Recharge Your Mental Health podcast. I'm Chelsea Pottinger, the host of this show, and I have some fantastic news. My book, The Mindful High Performer, had its one year anniversary, and thanks to you, my amazing community, it has sold out four times. If you haven't read it, tap the link in the description to grab a copy today so you can make small shifts to be a calmer, happier, more productive version of yourself. Today, I'm joined by Rob Hortzman, a legend of a speaker at EQ Minds. Rob is a seasoned leader with a wealth of experience in both business, local, government and community. As well as his role at EQ Minds, Rob is the Deputy President of the Shire of Northampton and founder of numerous community projects, including leading the community response in the aftermath of tropical cyclone Saroja. With over two decades of a leadership experience, he knows firsthand the challenges of working in high pressure, complex environments, and the impact it can have on mental well-being. He will equip your team with the tools and strategies to lead with empathy and care while also taking care of yourself. This episode today is full of practical insights about psychological safety and how to lead with a caring heart, and I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. Let's get started. So I'd like to welcome Rob Horseman to the show. Welcome, Rob. Hi, Chelsea. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for joining us. So I'd love to start here with you briefly telling our listeners about your unique background across corporate organisations and your government experience and how you do all of this while being a farmer's husband. Yeah, when you say it like that, it does sound like quite a lot. Uh, the farmer's husband element of it is uh, probably where it all starts. My wife runs a, a wheat and sheep farm um, uh, about 500 kilometres north of uh, WA. Uh, and as a result of living where I do, uh, the local government element became something I uh, was really passionate about after a tropical uh, cyclone devastated our region. So I got involved there um, while still working in, in the corporate sector. So look, as many of us do, it's it, it's a juggling act really, but if you're passionate about everything that you're doing, uh, then you do seem to find at the time. It's so true. And whereabouts do you live? So I live just east of a little town called Northampton, uh, which is most famous for an Australian um, renowned vanilla slice and the fact that nine AFL uh, football, so Australian rules, for those of you on the uh, uh, in New South Wales, the Australian rules uh, derivative of the game, nine players come from our little town. So that's, that's, that's its claim to fame. That's incredible. And I do love vanilla slice being all born and bred. <laughs> So the topic today that I, I you're the, the expert in this space, I wanted to ask you some questions around psychological safety and, and why is it such a buzz term at the moment? Look, I think that we've all noticed over the, oh, probably I'd say the last 10 to 12 years, mental health has become more and more, um, I suppose, a general topic of conversation. And while there is still stigma, uh, I suppose, associated with that term, it is purveying through all of society and obviously the workplace is one of those uh, and that psychological safety uh, element of it is, is effectively about providing the support that people need for mental health in their workplace, which is something that hasn't really traditionally been done that well, I think it's fair to say. We're good at making sure people don't drop 
um, you know, heavy things on their work um, boot covered feet. Uh, however, when it comes to, you know, how we might be affected in work from a mental health perspective, yeah, it's, it's something that is definitely on the rise, which is a great thing. Mm, it is. It's a really, really good initiative and it, and it needs to happen, you know, with the mental illness numbers spiking across our globe. And with so many states implementing a, you know, a code of practice around managing psychosocial hazards at work, why do you think this has been such a big surprise to organisations? And can you tell us sort of what does psychological safety have to do, do with it all? That's a great question. And there's a couple of points there. I mean, from a global perspective, we've got the first global standard now um, in relation to uh, psycho- psychological safety and wellness in the workplace. And while that's not mandatory, it really has piqued um, countries' interest. And Australia is to be congratulated for getting on board, as you said, with the codes of practice uh, and, and Victoria in particular is doing a massive overhaul. So there's some real positivity there. In terms of why it's a bit of a surprise, to my mind, there has been um, a bit of an issue between the difference between psycho, psychological safety and then psychological safety and hazard management. So the psychological safety is actually the interpersonal relations side of it, which I think people you would hope with the HR support that you know companies have to some degree that is being covered. I think it's more the management of the psychosocial risks and hazards that might have caught people a little bit off guard and and from my experience and the interest in the workshops that EQ Minds is running on this would suggest that yeah people are are playing a little bit of catch up. So you know obviously there's policies and procedures out there for leaders or HR or people in culture or just anyone who is in the corporate world here in Australia what are some simple actionable strategies that that they can do that leaders can do day to day to create these psychological safe environments? The first point there is, is I think, just do something. Don't look to try and plan and put a big strategy in place before you do something. You, you can start doing elements of psychological safety at your next meeting. There's small things like as the leader or the manager, don't sit at the head of the table. You know, sit somewhere else around the table. Buffer strong personalities in meetings, and probably more important than that, Chelsea, is for people to be aware that they might be the strong personality themselves and to be self-aware enough to recognise that and to actually, I suppose, use terms um, like small things, you know, like I may miss something during this meeting, please feel free to remind me or please try and keep me on topic. Just, I suppose, preparing people and allowing people to feel psychologically safe and and challenge and contribute to meetings. So there's there's lots of small tips, but if I was going to give any, uh, I think they would be the couple just to, you can do that in your next meeting. So that would be my suggestion. Yeah, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. And it's just, it's just good practice, isn't it? You know, whether it's a policy and procedure or not, it's just actually being a good human being is about taking care of your people. No, absolutely right. Uh, that's it. So being a mental health company, we always ask this question to our guests on the podcast. How do you take care of your mental health, Rob? You do a lot. You've got a lot going on on your plate. What are some things that you do in your life to make sure that your mental well-being is thriving? I find reflection a really important part of my my life, uh, 
living on a farm, there are challenges that I have struggled with because I'm a city boy, born and bred, as you know. So living out there um, has had its challenges. However, the idea of reflection, I think we talk about reflection. I mean, sometimes that's a hard word to define. So for me, it's getting perspective and, and some inner growth. And even more than that, it's just taking the time to find somewhere quiet. Reflecting in a busy car park or, a you know, with the kids in the back of the car is, is not going to work. You know, you owe yourself the time to give yourself time to reflect on, on changes that are, that, that are happening in your life. The other thing I do is when reflecting on change is um, really ponder whether there's loss associated with that change because my feeling is people aren't necessarily change-averse that they're loss averse. So if there's no loss associated with that change, then maybe look at it as a, an opportunity for growth rather than something to worry about. And I do try and get up to a paddock. Uh, it's a beautiful paddock, actually. It's where I proposed to my wife. So despite my um, attempts to rename it the proposal paddock, which hasn't happened, um, that's the spot I go up to um, when I can get there because I sometimes get lost in fairness. And it's just good to have a spot that you have affinity with and somewhere where you can really um, spend some time on yourself as we don't, no one does that enough. So, you know, 30 minutes a week, I think, Chelsea, is what they suggest for reflection. So I try and do my best for that. That's awesome. Can we touch on your new kombucha love as well? Absolutely. I, I wasn't sure whether I was allowed to bring that up. Yes, no, I, I have started an, an all-consuming um, and passionate love affair with Nexper Kombucha, which is truly sugar-free, I found out. And, uh, and to be honest, I think since joining EQ Minds, Chelsea, it you don't know what you don't know. It's an old and blunt saying, and it's a very true one. So the things I've discovered um, since joining, uh, even things like, you know, not looking at your mobile phone for at least eight minutes in the morning when you wake up, gosh, that's been good for my mental health um, and, and my data usage as well. So, yeah, that's awesome. lots of benefits. <laughs> and just for our audience listening, we have a kombucha off in our EQ Minds where we compare and challenge each other on the new flavors that we're trying out there so let us know if you're a part of that the kombucha tribe and maybe share on your instagram and tag us in what kombucha that you like uh rob thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast your workshops at eq minds have been exceptionally popular and we absolutely love having you in the eq minds family so onwards and upwards from here my friend Thank you, Chelsea. Yeah, please, people out there, get, get your kombucha recommendations in. Uh, it's a bit hard to get them out in regional WA, but we're getting there. So thank you. And thanks for the time, Chelsea. Thanks, Rob. This podcast and the information contained therein is made available for educational purposes only and is not intended to provide medical advice. This information should not be used as a substitute for competent medical advice from a licensed specialist, doctor or psychologist. Thank you.